Welcome to Real Estate and Coffee. My name is Joel Arndt. Today is Tuesday, September 10th, 2019. Here's some Canadian real estate news while you enjoy your morning coffee. This morning's article comes from the Toronto Star. Headline reads, as Toronto rents surge, why aren't we building more apartments? Anyone who has tried to find a rental apartment in Toronto knows the heartbreak, the outrageous rents, the waiting lists, the hopes of finding a decent place at a decent price, only to discover it's an uninhabitable dump. There's no question that it's a landlord's market. There's big money to be made if you have a unit to rent out. And yet Toronto seems strangely reluctant to meet the skyrocketing demand by building more rental apartment buildings. In fact, only a tiny percentage of residential high-rises being built in Toronto are designed as rental buildings. The rest? Condominiums. In a report last week, commercial real estate broker CBRE found that a full 89.1% of residential towers being built in Toronto are condos. Just 10.9% are designed to be rental buildings. In 2018, according to the City of Toronto, 2,472 new rental units were built in this city. In the same year, a whopping 11,816 condo units were completed. The reason? Toronto has one of the hottest condo markets in the country, and when developers have the choice between making their investment back almost instantly through condo pre-sales versus a slow trickle of rental income over decades, they will almost always choose to build a condo tower. When developers opt to build condominiums, they can pre-sell units before ever putting a shovel in the ground, complete the project, and sell the balance of the units and collect a handsome profit in and out fairly quickly, said Paul Morazuti, vice chairman of CBRE. In contrast, said Morazuti, buildings designed as rentals take longer to bring developers any income. In most cases, it can be years until the building is ready for rent-paying tenants. Keith Reading, director of research at Morgard Corp., a Toronto-based real estate company which owns and manages commercial real estate and residential buildings across North America, agrees that fast money is the reason Toronto builders prefer condos to rentals. If you're looking at this as an investor, you can get a return now rather than waiting two years. A lot of investors like condos because they can get in, make their money, and get out quickly, rather than waiting, said Reading. It's lucrative, and I don't see it changing anytime soon. Making things worse for renters, the handful of rental buildings which are being built aren't exactly budget-friendly either, said Reading. The rental buildings which are going up aren't what we would typically think of in terms of rentals. They've got ultra-premium amenities. They've got higher rents. What we need is things lower down the price ladder, said Reading. Part of the problem is that the condo market is hotter in Toronto than most other places. In other cities where condo sales are slowing, developers are more likely to consider building rentals. Reading says the high demand for condos in Toronto is driven by downsizing baby boomers 
people buying a place for their kids to stay while in university, and younger people pushed out of the pricey market for single-family homes. A report by Royal LePage last month found that the median price of condos in the GTA has risen more than 9% in the last year, up to $743 per square foot. There's another factor pushing demand for condos, argues Gordy Dent, executive director of the Federation of Metro Tenants Association. They're, seeing as, they're seen as a good investment by people who never have any intention of living in them at all. A lot of people are using them as speculative investment. They'll buy them and then flip them a couple years later. Sometimes they don't even rent them out to tenants. It's easier just to keep them empty, said Dent. So what's the solution? With the vacancy rents rates for rental units in this city hovering in the low single digits, the lack of new housing, especially of the affordable variety, is becoming a crisis, said Dent. It's also something that was all too predictable, Dent argued. This is exactly what a lot of people predicted would happen when government stopped investing in rental housing and giving incentives to builders, said Dent. When I moved here from Vancouver 10 years ago, I was really happy to be in a city where you could find a place to rent. After five years, that stopped being the case. In Toronto, the vacancy rate is the city. Uh, the vacancy rate in the city's 313,000 rental units is just 1.1%. There are roughly 21 residents for every purpose-built rental in the greater Toronto area, according to CBRE. The average price paid for renting a condo unit is also substantially higher than the price paid for a purpose-built rental apartment, CBRE found. In Toronto, the average rent paid for a two-bedroom condo is $2,393 per month, while a two-bedroom apartment is $1,467, partly because of rent controls on older buildings. Because there are so few rental buildings, they are a much sought-after prize when they come up for sale. The cumulative price of all rental buildings sold in Canada last year hit $8.3 billion, an all-time high, said CBRE. There's still a lucrative asset to own, one that provides a steady long-term stream of income, said Morgard's reading. If you're looking for a quick return, build condos. If you're looking for a longer-term investment, that's an income stream, then apartments are the way to go, said reading. Builders, added Dent, have another incentive to avoid creating new rental buildings. The companies who tend to buy them are likely to give a far more rigorous inspection to the finished construction than someone just buying a condo unit or two. Condo purchasers look at the unit they're building. They don't look at the roofing, the electrical in the basement. They don't have the expertise and many don't care, Dent suggested. The property taxes paid by rental buildings are another factor hindering their construction, Dent added. A study by the Federation of Rental Housing Providers of Ontario, FRPO, found that rental buildings in Ontario are charged an average of roughly two and a half times as much as similarly sized condo buildings. On top of that, said FRPO CEO Tony Irwin, rent controls make it less likely for new rental buildings to be built. Rent controls were extended to new buildings by the previous provincial administration of Kathleen Wynne. 
though that expansion was undone by Wynne's successor, Doug, Doug Ford, Irwin said the effect was immediate and unequivocal. There were rental projects in the pipeline that stopped dead in their tracks or were turned into condos. In and of itself, getting rid of rent controls is not a panacea, but it definitely had a real effect when controls were extended, said Irwin. If rent controls and cutting them down is one thing government can do, says Irwin, so is cutting the amount of time it takes to get buildings approved and areas to be rezoned. There's land in areas which haven't been rezoned for decades. Make the approvals process shorter. Make it easier. Help from the government doesn't have to mean subsidies. Companies want to build more rental stock, said Irwin. Dent, meanwhile, suggests that governments at all levels could do a lot more in terms of providing financial incentives to builders, whether it's in terms of tax breaks or even some direct subsidies. People always say it's very complicated. That's a very complicated issue. It's not really. We know what works. Governments have to get more involved, said Dent. When veterans came back from World War II, governments made sure there was rental housing built. We're taking on a massive scale. We're talking on a massive scale. It wasn't that governments built and ran them. It was that they made it possible for builders to do it. So this is kind of what I've been talking about for a little bit now. We just need more units. And it's hard to argue with the condo. Um, the condo argument. I mean, that quick cash is pretty nice. And although it's riskier, it's probably still people are making are still making a lot of money money with pre-sale condos because like even in 2018 through the beginning of 2019 where Toronto's prices were were dropping because of the stress test and the foreign buyer tax people were still making money off of pre-sales it slowed things down for sure but and Toronto's recovered it's uh, it's growing again and it's still there's still potential to make quite a you know a good chunk of change on a on a condo presale. The trouble is that could change at the at the drop of a dime, but I guess when there's money to be made, people are willing to take the risk. Especially when you're a major developer and you actually shoulder a lot less risk. Uh, that might not necessarily be true. But when you think of it from the developer's standpoint, if you can be in and out within two years and have other people on title before the units are even built, like legally, you know, you're not responsible anymore. That's a pretty sweet package. So it has to become sweeter. I don't know if the government could necessarily make it sweeter to build apartment buildings than building condo buildings right now. The market, the market force is just too strong. Like is the profit, the profitability on condos is just too much right now, but the government can help make it easier for 
developers to build apartment buildings. Money is like water. It flows in the path of least resistance. So remove some obstacles, make it money easier to flow towards apartment units. And it will. And it's and just like water, the more even even if it starts with a trickle, it will create a bigger path. It will erode a bigger path, a a um, a wider path. So the more money we get flowing that way, the more money that will flow that way. Does that make sense? So the more people that invest in apartment buildings in Toronto because it's been because the obstacles have been removed, it will exponentially increase those people that follow, those investors that follow and and all continue to build apartment buildings in Toronto. So I kind of agree that you don't necessarily need subsidies. And I'm not a professional developer, so I don't know what, what the, the that development environment is like in Toronto, especially when it comes to like development charges and stuff like that. I'm sure developers would love to see a uh, see subsidies or a, a break in the charges if they're building purpose-built uh, rentals. But it doesn't necessarily have to be the focus of government action to increase the rental supply in Toronto. It's interesting that rental apartment buildings are taxed two and a half, upwards of two and a half times more than condo buildings. And maybe it's because that building is owned by a corporation rather than a bunch of individuals. You know, a condo building, all the units are owned by individuals where an apartment building is owned by one corporation. So they can get away with taxing those properties more in, in, the, in the municipality's eyes. I don't know what the solution is to that one. If you have... If, if you've, if you're a developer, if you're, uh, if, if you have experience in that area specifically, it'd be really interesting to know. I'd love to hear from you. It'd be really interesting to know why apartment buildings get taxed more. Maybe the developers need to be taxed up the development charges on condos, drop the development charges on apartment rentals drop the taxes on apartment rentals like just like completely shift that way like they could the government the municipal government can do that and they can make a, a hell of a lot of money and it doesn't have to be a permanent thing um, but balance they could they, they could really balance it out again like they just make it easier for people to build apartment build apartment units and then the zoning that's something that is just insane to me when you look at how locked in Toronto is and how much you cannot densify in many of Toronto's um, residential neighborhoods. And, it, and yet it's happening anyway, illegally. Anyway, I think this is a pretty good article. Sometimes these articles from the Toronto Star, especially from this particular author, have... 
they lean pretty heavily towards tenants and they paint landlords in a fairly negative light with they just one brush stroke all all landlords are greedy money grubbing a-holes uh, this one hasn't done that. I felt like this one took a fairly balanced approach and it took it quotes from um, many different sources so anyway th this is just a really good shot at the current situation like a shotgun view or or like cross-section of the current situation in Toronto and what both sides of of the landlord tenant coin think should happen and and then both sides of the development coin between rentals and condominiums like well i don't think any condominium developer is going to want <laughs> is going to want it to be more difficult to build condos but if there's money to be made in rental buildings nobody's going to argue like people are going to look to do it nobody's going to argue that it should be done so and we know it's needed i'd love to hear what you think if you are a developer if you have rentals in toronto i'd love to know what that environment is like from uh, first-hand experience if you're a developer who would like to build rentals but haven't just because it's easier to build condos uh, what would it take for you to focus on rentals? Email me, recoffee at joelarnt.ca. So that's recoffee at j-o-e-l-a-r-n-d-t dot c-a. If you want to continue to get daily morning real estate news, uh, subscribe wherever you listen to this. It's on Apple, it's on Spotify, it's on Google, it's on a whole bunch of other stuff, uh, directly on anchor.fm. If you have, uh, if you want to share it with someone who uh, knows more about this topic of developing rentals or developing condos, you can email it to them, you can share it to, with them on uh Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. I usually share it on Facebook or LinkedIn. You can also post some comments under those posts. Have a fantastic Tuesday.